1: We're talking real money. Do we have to do this again? Do we have to do another show? Yeah, it's here, here. And here. All right.
2: We'll just, just start, right. go. I'm going to start. Please. I'm going to start. Darn it. I'm working on it. Hi, everybody. Don McDonald here. Tom Cock over there. What's the name of the show? Come on, you know, say it with me. Talking real money. How come I'm hearing something? I'm hearing echo again. I don't oh, like it when I'm I hear echoes. echo
3: from me. I am? No, I'm only hearing you echoing. It's not me echoing this time. I was hearing me
2: echoing. It was weird.
3: Yes. No, I'm not. Okay, that's good.
2: Good. Anyway. Go. Anyway, our phone number. We like... Here's the thing about the phone number. Our favorite part of the program is not, trust me, talking to each other. We've been doing... We've been doing that long enough. I mean, way too long. Like an old married couple long. Way long. So... Our favorite thing to do is to talk to you, with you, about your money and the things you do with it and the things that we think you should be doing better. And we hope you want to do better now. Uh, so that phone number, it's working again, we believe. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. So just... Grab that little electronic device, here's mine in my hand, and then figure out how you You make phone calls in it. What's the deal? This is the 15 15? Pro Max. Oh, that is. Oh, whoa, 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 I'm not getting into how good the camera is, because it's good. Anyway, (laughs) give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, to ask us questions like, we love this question. We get this question a lot. Should I pay off my mortgage slash line of credit? And um, uh, it, it's, it's one of those feel-good questions more than anything else. People like the idea of having the roof over their head free and clear, Tom.
3: They do, and in retirement it feels even better because now I'm living here, rent slash mortgage free. Of course, still got to pay the taxes, which can be considerable, and the insurance. And where Don lives, the insurance which you need to take out another HELOC to pay for. No kidding. Um, so <laughs> it's crazy. We there. have the highest insurance,
2: it, highest homeowners insurance in the nation in Florida.
3: Yeah, well, you got those hurricanes right. Get all the rest of that. They don't hurt got alligators. us. Alligators. It's scary. Yeah. actually it's mainly it's so, okay.
2: insurance fraud.
3: There's probably plenty of that. Uh-huh. So okay. So we do get this question a lot. Um I've noticed less the last year or so. No, I don't know if that's a lot of people that, that refinance their mortgages and are now at two and a half percent. Because I hope if you have a mortgage of two and a half percent, that makes the answer very simple. Because the answer then should be no. <laughs> no. That's cheap money. I mean, why would you pay that off? It makes no sense. Here's the other part. Well, but it makes psychological number, sense for some yeah, though. I, know. I you got to factor in this number. Yeah, okay. Listen to this number. I'm According to the latest number, 30 trillion dollars of home equity. That's how much Americans have. 30 trillion dollars. Now, how hard That's is That's 30,000 billions. I don't know how to That put is that it's 30,000 billion. If you're retired and you, you don't need want money, <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to get
2: at. There you right? go. Bingo. Bango. You nailed it. It's so hard to get at. How do you get it back out of your house?
3: Well, I mean, you could, you could refinance. Now, who wants to refinance when your loan's at two and a half and today you're going to pay, what, Eight? seven and a half? Yeah. Up eight, whatever, going fast. Uh, number two, you could do a home equity line of credit or HELOC, correct?
2: Oh gosh. What are HELOC rates these days?
3: Rate. I don't know what those are. I mean, but it's uh, those, the numbers of people doing that has gone down. Um, you could always do the reverse mortgage. Oh, can I share one with you? A HELOC
2: rate. I love this. It's from our friends who we love to make fun of at Bank of America oh of course okay here you go you live in now get this wait a minute i gotta look at this again this is hysterical if i live in washington state the rate for the first six months which doesn't count is seven and a half percent on a heloc then it goes up to a 9.7 variable oh wait but let's say you live in florida this is just this is ridiculous. It goes up to 10.15. Interest. Double-digit interest. Do you want to take money out of your house and pay a double-digit interest rate for it? 855-935-TALK.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing... A second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future
2: talking real money. During the break I was reading the deal on the uh the the Bank of America home equity line of credit. <laughs> that rate I quoted you the Florida rate of 10.15% yeah, Well that was yeah. that was after all the discounts. Uh the discounts for having taking out you get a discount for taking out a lot of money. That's one you get a 1.5 the more the,
3: the, more the better, right? Yeah.
2: Sure. You get a you get a 1.5% discount for taking out 150,000 on the loan. So uh and you get a 0.10 percent discount for uh auto payment no 0.25 for auto payment. so th- that makes the real rate almost 12 percent.
3: remember does this, this sound like ago, the 80s? Giving these things away? Yeah Wow yeah, or at least. Twenty years ago?
2: No, oh, no, no. What? We were double digit twenty years ago, were we? I don't think we
3: were. Mm, I'd have to go look at that. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Oh my gosh! 99. We've got Kens
3: stacking up. It's... You know, it turns out I checked on this yeah. because because <laughs> About the Barbie Ken's? movie basically everyone it's everyone is now known as Ken because oh. everyone is in the movies oh, Barbie. They're all so Ken's. the Same sort yeah. of thing. So, so
2: we're just going to do an all Ken edition. Did we get anything from Mattel for doing this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're, I like the way your mind thinks. Yeah, I mean, I come on. That. If
2: we're gonna have Ken's on the show, <laughs> I think Mattel should kick in some promotional dollars.
3: Eight five five. Or, or <gasps> uh, I'll get you Ken outfit to wear. To no Halloween because you get like no. five thousand people come to your house. I'll be old
2: Ken. I'll be Grandpa Ken. Yeah, Ken. <laughs> 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And Ken number one. Please welcome Ken, Ken number one to Talking Real Money. Hello, Ken.
3: Da, 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 da. Good
2: afternoon. Thanks for taking my
4: call. Thanks for calling, Ken. Appreciate what Ken. you guys do. Appreciate what you do. I love your show. Thank you. So I had uh, two two questions. Um, one is, is first related to uh, real estate. So, my wife Barbie and I have
3: been in our <laughs> home for <laughs> I couldn't resist <laughs> Ken love oh, it love it Just go for it she dude she looked really good in the movie oh, I gotta yeah. say really yeah. good so
2: I, all the Barbies looked really good but yours particularly well yeah. she did particularly yeah. well yeah. But, okay what is your question you and Barbie are doing what <laughs> so, so we've been
4: in our home for over 10 years now and so I understand the. Uh, you know you if, if you stay in your home for a certain number of years, the capital gains tax it's waived. But what if you we've been in the home for over ten years and we decide to rent it out, say for five, six years? Does that forego that tax benefit?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. You
2: gotta be you gotta yeah, you gotta be careful with that because I believe the capital gains exemption is it's half a million dollars for a couple. Yeah. And yeah. you have to if have it's lived primary residence in the home yeah. for two out of the past five years, if I remember correctly. Is that right?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so if you rent it for five, then you haven't lived in it for two out of five.
3: Then you gotta uh, come okay. back and so live you, in it you, for you a couple years, print- that's what I was saying.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay.
4: So you can only rent it for a a certain number of
3: years
2: to yeah you could you could like um you've lived in it for a while uh if you rented it for three years then Mm -hmm. you would have lived in it for two out of five and i want to make sure that i'm right on that capital
4: gain while
3: he's looking that up what's your next question there ken yeah the,
4: the next question is regarding a Roth. so i hear a lot about the backdoor Roth. Um, this year, uh, my wife and I will probably be in a category where we're not able to contribute to both of our Roths. We both have Roths. We don't have the traditional IRAs. So I, I'm not quite clear on the process for the backdoor. Would we need to open up two traditional Roth, a traditional IRAs, and then we would be able to move that into our existing Roth?
3: That is exactly the, right. You would open an individual retirement, a traditional individual retirement account at the same custodian okay. at which you have the Roth okay. IRAs. You would then put the uh-huh. either 6500 or7500 dollars into the traditional Roth and then immediately move that over to the, I said Roth, 6500 in the traditional IRA and immediately move that over to the Roth. Uh, and then you've okay. made your backdoor Roth IRA contribution. Again, this is something that's still available. It just blows my mind that they never yeah, get rid Such of a, a sneaky now. little backdoor. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, it is two out of five, Ken. It's two out of five years, by the okay. way, on the capital gains thing.
4: Gotcha. Okay. And so that trad- it can just go into your existing Roth. Both of us can move it into our two separate existing Roths, so we don't have yes. to open up Correct.
2: separate Roths. Yes, sir.
4: Okay. Nope. Okay. And we nope. could keep we can keep the traditional IRA that we move the money out of and do it again next year, or would we have to
2: do that process all over? Bingo. Different- yeah, you can nope. keep the same account. Yeah.
3: Yep. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Right, Thank okay. you all. Thank you. Give our best to Barbie. Right. Thank you. Yeah, you know what Ooh. i i wore my i wore They have a, now a pink referee kit. Do they? That Seriously? I wore to a game recently, and you something, did and something not. came out and went. I did, and they said, "Are you the? Is this the Barbie kit?" Because <laughs> oh, it is pink. You do anyway, ha- you have ahead. a pink referee uniform? I do. I've only worn it twice. I, I test my manhood a little bit, so I got to really when I'm really feeling good about myself, I wear it. But yeah. which
2: ain't so often. 935 talk is our phone number, and Ken number two, you're on. Hey Ken.
5: Hello. Hey guys. Um, I'm. I have a question about direct indexing. I'm I'm all for you know ETF, low cost ETFs, and, um, and value and small cap. But I'm about to get um, a large uh, lump sum of new money from uh, the net uh, proceeds from a home sale, and um, you know I, I've heard about direct indexing um, and the tax loss harvesting benefit of that, and I do get RSUs from my. Um, uh, job and employer so it's helpful to be able to you know customize my portfolio and leverage tax loss harvesting to offset some capital gains um, is that is that the right move I've, I've always been in low-cost um, self-directed program accounts and things like that
3: how much money are we talking about uh, about
5: 500.
3: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. For me, direct indexing, it's probably got to be closer to the million-dollar mark. Remember, with with the just garden variety in today's world, exchange-traded funds, you can still do tax-loss harvesting. Yeah, It's a little harder to build a portfolio around a significant holding of something, but you can kind of almost do that. The thing about direct indexing is it eliminates a lot of holdings, right, because it only holds. It depends on whose direct index it is. 50 60 companies which they try to say really kind of replicates the market i don't want to get too far yeah they do that modeling road. there's a cost in a it. lot of them
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so you end up with a so modeled portfolio yeah. it's which we found with like fidelity's uh zero funds which is a modeled portfolio that they they vary from their indexes a bit uh the other problem and i still see with direct indexing now that ETFs have gotten so cheap. I think direct indexing is kind of too late to the game for many smaller investors because the, the average according to Morningstar, are 0.25 to 0.4 to manage it's a direct indexed f- accounts, f- which is more than most ETFs that you would right. use with the... bingo. Yeah,
3: so I... I has I, that feeling of the, the tax dog wagging tail? Yeah, it really does. It really, really, really
2: does.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money. Your real life and real future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: The Ken and Barbie line, sponsored by Mattel, is open at eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. If your name is Ken or Barbie, you have special access to the program for free today. There'll be no cost. You're gonna
3: move you right to the right to the head of the line.
2: Right good to for... the head of the line, Kens and Barbies. Wow. Okay.
3: Well, wow. good for that. You can't um, be. You
2: gotta be real. It. You gotta. You, we're gonna. We need identification. Oh. oh.
3: <laughs> we need uh, proof of ID. I'm trying to remember how many Barbies. I've, I knew one Barbie. My mom. I don't think it had an IE. But she was Barbara. It was just I. Yeah. Anyway, so, okay. Um, I do have some other questions here if you want me to go to one.
2: Well, it's you're a co-host if you want.
3: Okay. I can oh, I can have, that, uh, that, sure. have that privilege Sure. You now. go right it's ahead.
2: Big. Ask away because right. you'll probably answer it anyway. <laughs>
3: Oh, it's one of those kinds. of I don't of know.
2: It probably That's is. I just worry about that. Oh, this is a Tom question. How far is the, the moon question. from
3: the earth? Yeah, how far is the moon from the earth? Anyway, um, Johnny from Bassett, Virginia. Bassett, Virginia. Are you familiar with Bassett?
2: It's right next nope.
3: to Pound, it's Tennessee. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was going to be there. He says, Johnny says, uh, I'm 72. I want to simple my simplify my portfolio into the two-fund portfolio. I think that's good johnny does it matter if i sell existing funds while they are down or should i wait until they go up oh no thanks for all you guys do very uh, educational oh shit sell this while they're up a down lot, oh no it's so good to- well, no but this comes up a lot like i don't want to i don't want to move my, i don't want to make a change in my portfolio after the market's gone down it comes up a lot why because you're going back
2: immediately into the market that's the, down i
3: know but people have this weird emotional thing like i'll wait till it comes back then i'll do the okay the right thing okay
2: if let me just try this one on for size let's say you have a bushel of apples that you paid ten dollars for and i have a bushel of peaches that i paid ten dollars for now you want my bushel of peaches and i want your apples but the price of both went down to eight dollars should we wait until they come back to ten before we make the deal?
3: Depends what kind of businessman you are. Ah, uh, business person. No, th- th- this does come up though. People have a tendency to get frozen sometimes when the market goes down. But no, Johnny, if you're oh, going to make, let's not the change... step
2: into Disney films.
3: Oh yeah, you knew yeah. that was coming next. Th- th- this co- this is something we see. People do think. Yeah. You know, I was going to make that change, but I'll wait for the market.
2: Well, it happens and all the right. time. It happens with it happens on either side of it too. It's like, well, Absolutely. you know, I'm gu- I'm going to sure. sell, but prices are you know, they're going up. Should I wait until they I... stop going up? Did they tell you? That's the problem. They don't <laughs> tell you. There is no so... bell rung. So the the answer is, you sell when it's time to sell, and you buy when it's time to buy, and you don't. One of our, I I guarantee you a smaller brained creature would just like do the simple stuff. But we have these big old brains and we tend to do this thing called
3: overthinking. Yeah, especially when it comes to this. So I would go ahead, make the change. I love the idea of simplifying things. We worked with somebody yesterday that had, I think, seven annuities. Oh, well, one, the they had ties. annuities. Well, this was purchased by somebody else in the family. Anyway, had all these and we cleaned it all up. It's like just make it uh, one IRA. Boom. It, it
2: oh wait, these were qualified money. annuities?
3: Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, like my seven of them.
2: Gosh. So there were variable annuities inside uh, a qualified retirement plan.
3: Correct. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah.
2: Which yeah. obviously which were sold and they let's see, let me guess, yep. the person who bought them works in the education or the healthcare the industry. Sold them. The person who sold no, them.
3: I don't I you know I don't know that.
2: I don't know that. I am betting it's a 403b. It was I bet it came through a 403b because we know. I mean, I have literally visited schools and hospitals and seen the insurance people with their tables draped in the lunchroom telling the participants that the best thing for them is an annuity when in fact the best thing for them is that Vanguard fund that they can get or the Fidelity 855935 talk.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money.
2: And our goal is to talk with you about real money at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. And we were kidding. You can have a name other than Ken or Barbie. Anyone can call, any Tom Dick or here. Barbara,
3: Harry. Kenneth, Tom. Either of those.
2: Okay. Tom? We'll okay. we'll expand right. we'll expand our horizons. Eight five five nine three five talk. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And we also record calls because sometimes people call when we're not on the on the radio talking. And so
5: they leave their questions this way. Hello gentlemen. I very much appreciate your show. My question has to do with assessing one's own um, risk um, riskiness of one's portfolio. I tend to have a high risk tolerance just in terms of my prior behavior. I have a high risk capacity because i I feel as though I'm on track my wife and I to be in a place to have a safe withdrawal rate of around probably between two and three percent I'm in my um, early fifties now and um so I don't have enormous risk need to take much risk and some people reasonable people would advise to then start to remove risk but i also have a high risk capacity so it's that a volatility doesn't affect me particularly emotionally and um and i think it wouldn't hurt my long-term outcomes um so currently i have my equity portfolio is essentially 100 percent of my um retirement savings is in actually AVGE, um, which I have come to appreciate, and um, but I haven't introduced any fixed income. And so it's I think it's an interesting question uh, as to why to introduce fixed income um, or how to think about that that problem when, um, as I said, I have high risk tolerance, um, not a lot of need, but a high risk capacity. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate how you tackled this uh, with your clients.
3: That's a great question. Uh, by uh, the way, uh, I have a uh, high pain tolerance having worked with Don for many years. So He's had still, something he's still with here, them.
2: which shocks the heck out of me.
3: <laughs> it does. So, okay. So back to this. This is a really great question. And this is really at the crux of the matter for most investors. How much in stocks and how much in bonds? For most people, that's the biggest decision you're going to make. That's going to mostly affect your, have the biggest impact on your returns as well, right? You may think it's because you picked some great stocks, et cetera. Yeah, really, the asset allocation is going to be the major decider. So, for you, if I was in my early fifties and I said I have a high risk tolerance, and I'm not going to use the money for at least a decade, that's the. This is the thing. If once you start pulling even the two to three percent out of your portfolio. You want a little stability there, because there are going to be years like... You don't want to draw from the things that
2: are going way down.
3: 2008, 2001, I can go on and on. So you really want to have something there that's sort of the, the bedrock, if you will, the solid part. And that's why you would, in your case, want to own bonds. Part two, for me, frankly, is, and this is something we do spend time with our clients and anybody we talk to. I always ask people, why are you taking risk if you don't need to? Right, but he
2: said, you know, I have a high tolerance. I know I don't yeah, need okay. to. But you're right. That, that really comes down to are you trying to win the money
3: right. race? You're not going to do that by yeah. the way. Elon Musk is going to beat you. Jeff Bezos is going to If you guys have a lot of money. If you're yeah. not if it, it's not a game.
2: Investing is a very serious no. activity. And so if you're just playing it as a game, let's see how much money I can rack up. Well, you might want to think about why you're doing
3: that. I think that's exactly right. Get some work around that. But that brings us then to this topic that's that hasn't been very pleasant the last year and a half or so, and that is the aforementioned bonds. Yeah, right? owning bonds, bonds be has been miserable. Por- portfolio, <laughs> yeah. It's not good. It's the, ag- the aggregate bond index is down again this year. The Bloomberg index says they've never delivered negative returns for. Two consecutive years. Never, ever. So Until, if it does it again this year, then we're going to be. And I just looked at the dimensional intermediate term uh, government bond fund. It's down 2.0% year to date. So now we'd remember, have to have a big bond down?
2: rally before the yeah. end of the year. Yeah.
3: But why? Or let's talk about why the prices of those bonds are down this
2: answer so easy, easy. it's just easy yeah but
3: people still get confused
2: interest rates have risen dramatically remember earlier in the in the hour i mentioned the home equity line of credit at a at a <laughs> true 12% rate Ugh. that's why bond prices are going down because remember bonds that mature at some date in the future with a stated interest rate their coupon yep, is it. x that's all it's going to be for the whole life of the bond well now those bonds are competing with higher yielding bonds so to make that yield competitive you have to reduce the price so that people get a kicker at the end they get a capital gain in uh, the the added value of the bond
3: Yeah, and since June 30th, I think that's just July, August, and September, the yield on the 10-year has gone from 3.8 to over 4.6. Yeah, we're starting to see the yield curve flatten
2: now. Yeah, So the the longer rates are going up even more. The short rates really aren't. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our number. Please call.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an appella advisor at talkingrealmoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at talkingrealmoney.com or call 800 386 3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking
2: real money. And again, our phone number is 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. One more thing on the bonds, or a couple little things on the bonds. The only way, people say, well, I don't want to get into bonds because they're going down. Well, they've gone down because interest rates have risen. Okay, past tense. The only way they will continue to go down in value, we're talking about high quality corporates or governments. The only way they're going to continue to go down in value is if rates continue to rise. If rates are done rising, then capital losses in your bond portfolio are likely to end and you'll just enjoy the, the income stream from the bond funds.
3: The yields, which are now much higher than they were, just a, a fascinating BND, the uh, the Vanguard Total Bond at four point nine, and here's one more thing on the bond deal because this is you always when when markets are volatile, what do you always hear? Oh, the smart people, the managers, the people who are looking oh, this. Every yeah, day. they They'll can figure out a way can, to make money.
2: Yeah, they can they can move yeah, with. They the, know the market. They can make the moves. Yeah, Not they, with you they do? dumb
3: people in index funds that just sort of sit there and watch the market go down and sit there and make it go up. Well, again, according to the Wall Street Journal of 85 actively managed core U.S. bond mutual funds, only six have generated a positive return this year. So the smart money hasn't done any better than you. So don't feel bad.
2: It's hard to make money in bonds uh outside of it the interest rates falling. It's just really hard to manipulate the bond markets or trade the bond markets. It's hard. 855-935-TALK. We would love to talk with you. And Mary, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money.
6: Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, My question has to do with uh, we, my husband and I each have a $10,000 I-bond, and we were wondering if it would be better if we uh, Cash that in and went with the CD that's paying five point four
2: percent. All right, here's the reason: See, a lot of people got into I bonds for the wrong reason.
3: Nine. I tried 6, to 2. make 9. the 6,
2: point 6, at 2. the time that it was that that these I bonds were a great hedge against inflation and they had a high rate. Now there was a recent article, I think, in the Wall Street Journal talking about how right. inflation. Yep is one of the biggest destroyers of portfolios. And I believe that everybody should have inflation hedges of some kind. We used to use uh, uh, the uh, TIPs, tips, the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. These I-bonds are actually a little nicer than TIPs. They're, but but they're not yielding as much as CDs right now. But you can't play this timing game. If we get back into a high inflation environment, and I don't know that we won't, then your I-bonds could go back up to 9% while bonds just sit around 4 or 5 or she whatever they're CDs. paying. She said CDs. Or CDs. She said CDs.
3: moving to CDs. So, um, yeah. so,
2: you know, no, you shouldn't move if you got into them for the right reason because we don't believe in trying to time the market and chasing yields or returns.
6: OK,
3: OK, thank you. That makes
2: sense. You're very welcome. Thank you. I bonds should be just a <laughs> We're tiny.
3: Everywhere. I, and look, I get five there now. So I'm going to run from this to yeah, that because it's making me five. I bonds are an inflation hedge that
2: should just be a tiny part of your portfolio. It's yes, not a big right. deal. It's a little bit that will help in times of inflation. It'll make your port. It'll help offset some of the things you're going to lose in your bond portfolio to inflation.
3: Good point. Yeah,
2: which is just purchasing power. That's an actual loss. Purchasing power is a loss. Thank you so much for calling eight five five nine three five talk is our number, and Barb Michael? is Barb is waiting.
3: No, I thought we had Mike no Barb.
2: Bar- Michael yeah. dropped. Barb is here.
3: Oh, Barb. We bar- had two bar- Kens bar- and a Barb. B, bar- hey, Barb. Bar- welcome bar- to Talking Real Money. Well, I thank
6: you very much. I've always listened to you, but I've never called before. So,
2: Thank you. Um, well, it is Barbie well, Day, so thank you.
6: That's why I called. That's the I <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, okay. My question is, um, I'm going to be turning 72. I know that there are the required minimum distributions that start at I, my birthday's in November. Does that um, – do I have to start thinking about that now, or is it not until I'm 73? 73.
3: 73.
6: So this time next year, yep. I would start worrying about that.
3: Yep. Okay. And what, yep. Else,
6: what else do you need to set that up so it comes directly out of an account so that um, I don't end up, you know, paying taxes on it? I have to give it to 501 well, uh, three.
2: Oh, you're
3: talking oh, about I doing a, a, QCD. a
2: QCD, a qualified charitable distribution.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, is that it, that's yeah. not hard. And where's the money? Okay. I mean, you may Where's be, who where, where's the money being custodian. held? Custodian. Yeah, right. You you guys have it. We have it, Tom. <laughs> um
6: well, We yeah, do I, that I, all the time. I'm going to
3: I'm going to run down okay. the hall to check to make sure it's still there. So I'll be right back. <laughs> What's bar is it barb or barb ruck there's a lot of barbs on bar- the list okay. is it right
2: is it in the box no tom it's in the box under your desk yes we do these all the time we do qualify charitable distributions all the time you just and as a matter of fact your advisor should should like pretty much even automatically say hey you're
3: 73 what do you want to do we do them to the merriman foundation we do them the mcdonald foundation the cock foundation the no, the last two we made up, but oh, we thought, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. It's got to be a
6: qualified <laughs> I same plan. Mm, yeah, nope, it's I don't like people I know. Real. Yeah, okay. he's um, a pain. I, and-
2: P- pay, honestly, there are days when I just don't pay any attention to him, and this is one of them. So, um, yeah, just talk to your advisor. They will set up your QCD. You'll give money to charity. You'll be legal with the IRS, and you won't pay any taxes.
6: Okay. And is that smart to just set up your yes. or Yes.
2: If you're okay. charitably inclined, Termini, if yes, you're charitably inclined money. and you don't need the money, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. okay, awesome. all right. I think it's, it's the only I way do. by the way to give money. By it's the way, the only way to give money. To, I to think people, if you have that, Absolutely. I think it
2: is an an incredibly powerful tool that has been uh, allow that, that's been given to retirees to really do some incredible good for the world and mm-hmm. and
3: it not yep. hurt. I mean, it's just it's painless. Paul Merriman right. just gave $3.5 yeah. million dollars to Western Washington. Well, how, I think it's all qualified money. How too. did he make that much money? I, apparently, <laughs> you and I helped him along the oh. way, he said. He gave us some credit for that. Thanks. So, Can he
2: give us some of the money? Of credit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. We'd rather have that than Barb, the Barb, thank okay. you
2: so much. Yeah, and they'll take care of you, I promise. Okay?
3: Yeah. Okay. Right. But that is a great. Right, okay. Bye. But that. let's just to finish the thought. Thank yeah. you, Barb. Qu- uh, the QCD is money that comes out of your qualified accounts, IRAs, Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah. goes to a charity. it's instead, instead of you paying tax on that, it goes directly to the charity, and now you don't have to pay tax on what would be a, a distribution you're required right. to make.
2: And think about it: the charity gets everything that and they don't care about. The, tax. They, get the they, money, they get the money, they get the money, and the taxes you would have paid. So it's right. not like taking it out. See, if you just took it out and paid the taxes, and then gave it to the charity, the charity's going to get a whole lot less money. Absolutely. Th- this is a no brainer for people who don't need that money coming out of their IRAs and we're planning to give it to charity anyway. What a wonderful thing to do for everybody involved. 855 935 Talk is our number. Don't go away.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: I to clear something up before we move on. Tom does not keep the money down the hall. He's joking, okay? Oh. So if you call...
3: It's an idea, though. If I you really talk with a... Sure.
2: You, you're, not, you're, you're, you're at no risk if you chat with a, with an appella advisor. You're just at no risk whatsoever. If you take advantage of our ongoing offer to spend some time with somebody like Tom or one of our other advisors for free for nothing.
3: And you get a look at your plan. You get a look at your portfolio. Get some help that you really can take advantage of. com, Meet an advisor